1: Welcome to iHeartRadio, also AMFM247.com. We've got a great guest to kick off our broadcast here, and uh, we're going to go ahead and let them, let them introduce themselves, and we'll talk a little bit about why they're here. So, Timothy, go ahead and give me a brief introduction on yourself.
0: Uh, my name is Timothy Smith. Uh, Random House uh, just released my first nonfiction, The Chamberlain Key, yes. uh, today, as a matter of fact. And, um I'm an appraiser and conservator of fine art and antiquities. I uh, uh, work for governments, uh, agencies, insurance companies, and uh, uh, all kinds of uh, private clients, and um, and so that's what I do. and And uh, the Chamberlain key is about a just an earth-shaking discovery in the world, in the world's oldest biblical text. It's going to. Shake things up quite a bit.
1: We've got Timothy P. Smith with us today here on our big broadcast here on iHeartRadio. And uh, uh, first of all, uh, th- th- this book is absolutely amazing. Tell me about the writing process for the book.
0: Uh, the writing process, actually, the research took almost 20 years. Um, and after the first discovery was made, and so, the, uh, you know, with a lot of things like this, it was a it was a difficult to get this uh, down to a readable 250 pages. I think you know probably a thousand uh, pages of copy were done to try to make this accessible to everyone. And and of course, uh, Random House was very interested that I tell the personal backstory, which I was hesitant to do at first. I wanted to go right into this discovery, the historical aspects of it, the technical aspects. It's just so mind-bending. And uh, but they wanted more. They said, "Hey, people are going to start. They're going to want to know about your personal life, and they're going to want to know how about all this happened. So, and and what led up to it." So I had to concede to put all that in too.
1: We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast now. Uh, uh, this book, I'm sure, it, it took it took a while to research and, and everything else. Tell us about that process.
0: Um, well, the um, the 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 discovery, the basic discovery, was made in 1998, and uh, it, it it basically showed that the the he, the oldest text of the Hebrew Old Testament. I mean, these are these are the manuscripts which people, billions of people, for over 2,000 years, have considered the literal word of God. These this is the original um, Bible in the Hebrew tongue, uh, from which all Bible translations come from. The discovery we made was that the oldest text and the oldest sections of these texts were actually in encrypted with uh, a, a large amount of um, information, very precise information. and the, uh, the particular the most you know earth-shattering thing was is that these very specific information about the the virgin birth, the life, the trial, the crucifixion, of Christ, Jesus Christ, was incorporated into the book of Genesis uh, hundreds and hundreds of years before the life of Christ.
1: We've got a uh, great guest with us today, joins us live here on our big broadcast, uh, the, the amazing, amazing book, The Chamberlain Key, Unlocking the God Code to Reveal Divine Messages Hidden in the Bible. Timothy Smith with us today here on our big broadcast. Now, uh, t- tell us a little bit about this encrypted code. It's the oldest known Hebrew of the Old Testament in Genesis that predicts the coming of Jesus and the resurrection.
0: Um, uh, uh, that's right. The, the technical aspects of, the, of, of all of this and the way that the cryptology that's used, the, the methods that are used to incorporate and inlay uh, and encrypt the information in the, in the Hebrew text are well known to both cryptologists and particularly to um, uh, rabbis and Torah scholars of the Middle Ages. The, the techniques for the encryption are not ones that I invented or, or, or are being spoken about for the first time. It was the information, the actual, uh, what was discovered, what I discovered back then was the key code, finally. And, and everyone knew, believed that this existed somewhere. It was rumored about for hundreds of years that there had to be some kind of key code to unlock um, encoded information in the Torah, in the Hebrew Torah. Uh, Sir Isaac Newton believed it was the case, um, and, and many other very famous Torah scholars uh, throughout the ages. And that's finally what I uh, discovered was the actual key code. And uh, I have to admit, it, it, there's, there's kind of a couple things going on here. There, there's a connection between my family and my ancestry. So some of the knowledge uh that would help me to do this is something that's been passed down for generations in my own family
1: joining us today here on our our high heart radio AM, fm 247 presentation Timothy P Smith author of the Chamberlain Key and uh, he joins us live hidden clues to the location of the contents in the ark of the covenant that is explained in this book give me more details on that
0: well you know, one of the, after the, 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 the after we decoded, again, used the key code to understand the actual methodologies in which this information was encrypted, one of the first things that started uh, to be unveiled or uncovered were precise lo- uh, geographical locations. We were shocked, actually, that some of the most remarkable, statistically remarkable, um, coded information dealt with exact uh, physical locations, uh, geographic locations. We went to some of these locations, and in every single case, at that exact location, we uncovered uh, artifacts Uh, and and other things that have never before seen before in their course there. Uh, Photographs, in some cases, uh, not able to take these things away, so they're photographed and published in the book for the very first time in history. And um, some of the other locations uh, that are mentioned, we're negotiating to get access to those. Some of the locations we were given access, particularly by the Spanish royal family. We negotiated with the the Spanish royal family to have access to one of the um, secure locations, which we did. Uh, And again, remarkable things were uncovered, and those are published in the book and will be in future things and also covered in the uh, uh, TV documentary that will be coming up too.
1: Timothy P. Smith with us today here on our big broadcast. We're going to take a uh, brief timeout here. Uh, we're going to place Timothy on hold on Skype audio. I will be back with you here in just a second, my friend, and uh, we will uh, can continue chatting. Uh, Timothy P. Smith with us today here on our world famous Chicky Wire radio broadcast. Back here in about two minutes. Be right with you, Timothy. Hold on. We're going to take a timeout. Today's podcast is brought to you by... And of course, amfm247.com. Check out amfm247.com. Timothy P. Smith with us today. He's the author of The Chamberlain Key, and he joins us today here on our big program. And um, talk to us a little bit about your book here, The Chamberlain Key, and the fact that uh, you have scientific evidence that the code was authored by the divine hand of God.
0: Yeah, um... The, the 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 first of all, let me let me mention that the, the the forward to the book, and this is this is really very very meaningful, I think, for a lot of people. The forward to the book was written by Doctor uh, Eugene Ulrich. He was the chief translator of the biblical text, the Dead Sea Scrolls. Probably the most trusted biblical scholar of uh, ancient languages in the world, taught at Notre Dame for his en- entire career, and. Every every aspect of this before we laid it on the table for the public had to run through a gauntlet of scientists, um, uh, language experts. We finally turned everything over to the to members of the defense intelligence community, cryptographers, uh, people involved in data analytics. In fact, a there's a they've written they, uh, there's one group ancient ancient text research. Uh, dot org has invested the uh, money to put together a, a very a wonderful computer program that decrypts these things from these texts. It's called STAR, I believe, S T A R. And uh, it's really helped me out. I've actually had access to it. I consulted um, <clears throat> with it and they've made it available to me. Uh, anyway, and so, and, and again, we've run this by, um, like, for instance, the Dean of Engineering at Princeton University. Um uh, Bob Jan, just to make sure that are w- the claims we were making because what w- what we're claiming is just in one way outrageous it's just completely outrageous um, because the information that we found encrypted uh, and, and and is absolutely what we call precognitive it is com- it has come from another dimension. this is like contact uh, to another dimension. Uh, these things come from a perspective, an intelligence that could not have come through linear time as we know it. Uh, it, had the information had to come from eternity, because we know the age of these manuscripts at the very earliest, uh, you know, six or 700 B.C., and some scholars believe 1300 B.C., yet there's information, detailed information, about uh, uh, things that, uh, for instance, the the life, trial, crucifixion, resurrection of Christ, and about things in the 20th century um, uh, so uh, you know, this is precognitive. It's not fortune telling. It's not they're, they're, we're not using these things to foretell the future. It's impossible, but um, we know that these things have come from a divine or supernatural source. There's no question about it. It's a statistical fact.
1: We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our iHeartRadio presentation and AMFM247.com. Timothy P. Smith, author of The Chamberlain Key, and he's with us today here on our big broadcast. And um, you have a lot of information in here, uh, signs that there are more encrypted codes in the the, uh, same Hebrew text that's going to lead to additional messages from God to humanity. Tell me about that and break that down for our listening audience.
0: Yeah, um, so we are this we have just kind of hit the tip of the iceberg. The main thing we wanted to do was to thoroughly explore the methodology and then to have the type of data analytics where we could eliminate all of the noise you know there's no tempt um, you know I'm, I'm I'm very serious in my uh, profession don't want to ruin my reputation. All the other people involved are very serious scientists and and people in um In their professions, no one wants to hurt, you know, uh, make a fool out of themselves. So the point was to first learn how to eliminate anything that could possibly just be random noise. And so we're at that point where we can do that. And so especially with the the final um, uh, availability of this uh, STAR um, uh, software program, we have now the ability to mine the text for information. The other thing we can do is we can tell the sections that are pristine from the beginning. That was the very first result. We could discern which part of the text, and where this key code was discovered in, in the book of Genesis, was already known by scholars to be um, uh, the most pristine part of the book of Genesis. There's no letter variation in every Torah that's in every Torah arc, in every synagogue in the world, in the oldest manuscripts like the Leningrad Codex, the Aleppo Codex, Um, and others, they know there's no variations, no variations have been found in the Dead Sea Scrolls. So um, again, this is the tip of the iceberg and every day as we move forward, we uncover more information.
1: We've got a uh, great guest with us today joins us live here on iHeartRadio and AMFM 247.com the Chamberlain key the author with us today Timothy P Smith and uh, he joins us live talking about this great book now 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 Timothy why were you chosen to uncover this encrypted code
0: right. <laughs> that's the most that's always the most difficult <laughs> thing to answer and the most yes. awkward thing to answer but um, the first thing right off the bat maybe even just a practical technical reason the Information in much of the original uh, encoded information was synchronized with a great deal, and I mentioned a little alluded to this before, was synchronized with a great deal of my own family's biographical data. Um, And um, this is, you know, these things are based on perfect synchronicity. Um, these, the, the codes and the, the codes in the text that, that it, let's say they appear in the thirtieth chapter of Genesis and in certain verses, the encrypted information is perfectly synchronized with the overtext. This does not diminish in any way what you read in the open text uh, of, of these manuscripts. The encoded information is perfectly, Synchronized with it, it blends in perfectly with it. It's like a uh, it's like a tapestry. You have a warp and a weft. You have a you have an underweaving and something woven on top of it. That's uh, kind of the way it works. I, I know I'm, I'm I'm avoiding the question of why me. Um, uh, and again, I mentioned there's something. Uh, the best answer is because my family, my ancestors on my mother's side, particularly, have had something to do with this for many, many, many hundreds of years, and so. I think it why me? Because I had some knowledge the, from a very early time that something was going on here, and so I was able to recognize it. The big thing it was is that uh, given those circumstances, I was able to recognize it, but as it stands now, I'm just laying it on the table for everyone to have a look at it. I held it kind of private for a long time um, as my own sort of personal miracle, but I was convinced by others that that would not be a good thing to do that sooner or later I was going to have to put it on the table, and let other people examine it, critique it, ask questions about it, and to explore it themselves.
1: We've got Timothy B. Smith with us today here on our broadcast, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, iHeartRadio, also amfm247.com. The Chamberlain Key this week, unlocking the God-coded to reveal divine messages hidden in the Bible. And With us today, the author of The Chamberlain Key. Now, um, this code kind of explain to us why it's revealing itself now.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, first of all, only in, 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 the, in the in the you know the, the latter part of the 20th century, early part of the 21st century, did we actually have the technology to the uh, you know the computer technology to completely unroll it or decipher it. No different than you know if this was if this was if this was done by a divine source by God, as it were. Um, the same let 's say the, the, the same intelligence that created life, um, and a very similar code by the way, is DNA codes. You can sort of see his imprint and fingerprint on this it 's very similar to the way DNA it works the way DNA codes work and it 's only been it recently that we had the technical ability to read our own DNA and to realize how much information is actually encoded in our blood and in our cells. Um, and telling, you know, uh, that's where this compacted, you know, a massive amount of compacted intelligent information is in our DNA, passing down that information. This is done uh, in the exact same manner. And um, and again, uh, the one thing we'd look for right away, were there any kind of w- that timing thing, this is both timely and timeless, were there warnings? And indeed, there seem to be, and you'll, You'll read that, you know, in the book. There's some very remarkable and I would say very disturbing uh, encrypted information uh, concerning certain things that, um, you know, are pretty chilling
1: We've got a great guest with us today, Timothy P. Smith, author of The Chamberlain Key, Unlocking the God Code to Reveal Divine Messages Hidden in the Bible. And he joins us today here on iHeartRadio and amfm247.com. Now, you mentioned in the book there's a dire warning that God wants us to hear and heed. Tell us about this.
0: Um. Okay, in short, <laughs> these are... It's always tough to give short answers to these kinds of things because never, I never want to give the wrong impression, um, uh, you know, uh, fearmongering, scaring people, or something like that. But I'll I'll sum it up um, uh, as concisely as I can to say this: that there is certainly a very powerful allusion to a repeat of if people are uh, your listeners are familiar with the Esther story, the Purim story in the Book of Esther uh, in the Bible. Uh, concerning a um, a conspiracy by ill-intended uh, persons to uh, destroy the people of God, uh, as it were. In, in this case, it was the Jews living in Babylon at that time, and and then uh, Esther's uh, very brave, uh, you know, uh, attempts uh, to uh, warn her her people and to spare them from that. And so there are. Uh, that particularly. And it does, in some cases, name, <laughs> name organizations, and it gets pretty specific, but I don't want to go too much into that now. But these things are very specific. Th- these are not vague Nostradamus, sort of a king will rise, a star will appear, and you have to interpret it, you know, subjectively. These encryptions and this information are precise and specific.
1: We've got a uh, great guest with us today here on our broadcast. Timothy P. Smith joins us here on our iHeartRadio and AM-FM 247 program today. Now, uh, who do you envision to be the potential readers for this great book?
0: I would say, any. well, first of all, anybody who's, who loves a sort of a historical mystery, certainly people that, you know, uh, because, because this does relate to iconography, symbolism, uh, coded things anyone that sort of you know like things like the the Da Vinci code like the Da Vinci code and national treasure on steroids um, anyone who really wants to learn about the origin of the bible itself the biblical text anyone who loves history and a great historical mystery because this is not something that we have got completely figured out one of the reasons are pretty good on the table was to get aid, and I, th- I believe it's one of the reasons this 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 group, uh, you know, produced this star um, software, is to get it out there, and so uh, to drag people into this thing, and hopefully get information out them, because we still think there's, if if there was information that was synchronized with my family's uh, biographical data, there could be other people out there too who are going to notice something in here and go, oh my gosh this means something to me, you know, personally, and we want to hear about that. You can you know, go on, you know, chamberlainkey.com and leave information or any way you want, or, you know, contact me on on uh, Facebook. I'd be fascinated to find out. It's already happened. We've already, from advanced books that went out, we've had people come back with some pretty startling observations themselves, and that's what I was hoping for with this. Um, you know, I've had it in a, kind of in a bubble for a while, and I want to break out of that, and it's already it's been overwhelming, actually, what's happened just with the, with the galley copies that went out from the book.
1: We've got a uh, great guest with us today. Timothy P. Smith joins us here on our iHeartRadio presentation, Coast to Coast and Border to Border on amfm247.com as well. And uh, uh, this this book, incredibly well written. Um, the book itself is is a tremendous, tremendous piece of business. What's been some of the different reviews you've gotten on the book so far?
0: Um, anything from, you know, you always get a few people that just don't get it for, they were thinking it was, you know, some, <laughs> expecting it to be completely something else, but most of them have been really, uh, I've just seen, I've seen some of, some of the advanced things on Amazon and some of the Christian booksellers and from, I guess there's on Walmart, the books available everywhere. I mean, Barnes and Noble, you know, everywhere. Um, some of them are just really, uh, heartfelt, um, uh, People that said, you know, it was a. Uh, they saw so much uh, in it. One, one. There was one review uh, that uh, someone had already gotten a hold of some of that software and had run their own data analytics, and they they were stunned at the incredible significance uh, that it was like nothing else that had ever. Because they had they had read other books about possible codes in the Bible and stuff like that, and most of the reviews are saying it's just mind blowing. It's like nothing else they've ever heard we're seeing, and I especially appreciate from the people who have already, you know, uh, dove into these things. that they're, they're familiar with the territory, they know the terrain, and they know what else is out there, and they most people are saying they've just never seen anything like it, and it blows them away.
1: We've got a uh, great guest with us today, Timothy P. Smith joins us. He's a noted appraiser and conservator of artifacts and antiquities, and uh, he's with us today here on our broadcast talking the Chamberlain Key. Now, uh, what is uh, the difference here between uh, the, this book, The Bible Code, and what you're doing with Chamberlain Key?
0: Mm-hmm. So, I don't. You got to be careful about when you talk about things, but I will say something because it's just a, a purely statistical fact. It, it, the Bible Code was good in that it sort of inter, it was kind of a rush to publication. Um, yeah, written by a New York Times journalist, I believe, and uh, it was the first thing out there but it was way before anyone had any real uh capability of really analyzing these things and and being certain so it got set up kind of like a straw man one of the problems was is that none of the encrypted supposed encrypted information in that has any statistical significance whatsoever not according to really high powerful data analytics done by you know defense intelligence people and stuff like that who have looked at this that's the big contrast. They're looking at what I'm laying on the table and saying, oh, my gosh, you're looking at uh, statistical results proving intentional uh, communication at odds of, you know, quintillion to one. Uh, In the the Bible code book, there's almost no statistical significance. Last time I looked at some of them, I mean maybe something appeared at an odd of, you know, 25 to one or something, which is still sort of in the realm of chance. And so... um, it's just in a completely different ballpark altogether. The, the information that we present as being intentionally communicated here—it's an empirical fact. It was, it was intentionally put there. You just can't say that about other books written about Bible codes. There's, no, there's the, the the statistical significance is not enough to be certain that that's what it was at all. It could just be random noise.
1: We've got a uh, great guest with us today, Timothy P. Smith, joins us here in our broadcast. Now, your story about researching a mystery about your uh, family heritage, which is how you got started looking for encrypted codes in the ancient Hebrew Bible, uh, that's an interesting story. Uh, please tell it for us.
0: <laughs> okay, so, well, it started with a my- This all started with, with me back in like, 1980 with a mystery concerning my mother's ancestry. I always thought that they came from uh, Italy in, um, uh, between World War One and World War II, and they were Italian, except uh, I started doing geneal- genealogy work at the time. This was before the Internet. I was actually at the National Archives. My business was in, um, in McLean, Virginia, Langley, Virginia, and um, my family's businesses had been there for since the, my, my grandfather came uh, in the 1930s to build the Jefferson Memorial. Um, and uh, so I was at the National Archives researching, and something didn't add up. And uh, as it turned out, my, um, my, my mother's family were actually Sephardic Jewish, but they had been hiding it. They had been hiding a great many things. And so as I delved into it, I, I, um, I learned more about the family, started researching that, and uh, one thing led to another. So that's kind of really what got me started, was realizing who my, my real fam- what my family ancestry was which I really encourage people to do. It's always fascinating to find out uh, stuff about your ancestry.
1: We've got a great guest with us today. Timothy P. Smith joins us, talking the Chamberlain Key, and he's uh, joining us today on iHeartRadio and amfm247.com. Now, uh, tell me about the initial discovery, the significant findings that you uncovered, uh, what they mean, and and, and all this. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, so the initial discovery was a, in, the, in the 30th chapter of Genesis, this is, again, in the most ancient Hebrew text, and it's a section of Genesis, this 30, 30 Genesis 20 through 23, verse 20 through 23. This, this talks about the very beginning of the house of Israel, of Jacob, and this is talking about Leah, Jacob's wife, who's, who is rejoicing because she has, she's just had six sons and a daughter and she's rejoicing because of that these are the first six sons of of Jacob the first six sons of the house of Israel and and the synchronization with my own family history right at this right at the time when these things became available um uh, for instance the uh, the first um facsimile copies of the Leningrad Codex, the oldest complete manuscript of the Hebrew Old Testament, was made available to the public. It's in St. Petersburg. The Russians kept it under tight security, Finally, that American group come in and, and take facsimile copies. That was in 1996, 1997. Right at that moment, um, I, uh, I had, just like it uh, is mentioned in these few verses, Leah has six sons and a daughter. Well, I, at that moment, finally had a daughter, and had six sons and a daughter myself. I noticed that my father had six sons and a daughter. Um, in fact, when I called him up on the phone at that moment, I said, "Hey, D- Dad, you know, we finally had a girl. You know, that's wonderful." And I go, "Oh yeah, Dad, y- you've got six sons and a daughter too." And uh, and then it hit me like a ton of bricks because I was looking, I was you know looking for something in the text, and so I went to that particular section. I already knew about scholars in Israel had been talking about equidistant skip codes, and. I knew that there was anything there. Again, I had some pre-knowledge. I I already knew that something had been left for me in the oldest manuscripts. That's what I knew. That's the information that had been kind of passed down to me, that something was waiting there for me. And I figured that it had to be, if it it was going to speak to me directly, it had to be my name. But my name in Hebrew is very, very long. It's uh, it's named after Timotheus, um, who was the disciple of Paul. Um, in the New Testament. It's nine letters long, and uh, so it's impossible that it could be there at an equidistant skip in those few tiny verses, but sure enough, it was at an equidistant skip of 16, which is just absolutely, especially since I knew ahead of time exactly where to look for it, it's a statistical impossibility. Um, And um, it's the only biblical name encrypted anywhere in all of the uh, text, and as it turned out, that those letters, those nine Hebrew letters, are also also a perfect, it's called an inverted parallel or a chiasmus. Now, I don't want to go too much into that, uh, too much of the technical stuff, but it just unraveled at that point. And then, uh, as it turned out, um, uh, it wasn't, at that point, it started to become not really about me at all. That was just sort of the flag that went up for me to recognize it. And in that, it's also in that section of the text where, um, uh, uh, was, was encrypted, uh, all the information about Jesus, uh, his crucifixion, his life, uh, who he was. In fact, it, it, it actually reveals the true identity of who God actually is. Um, uh, and I think so this is going to shake things up in a theological way as well. And, um, and of course, uh, also in the same section, there was a huge amount of encrypted information synchronized with my family's biographical data. This is all just synchronicity. This is how statistical scientists are able to tell that this was intentional uh, because this is impossible. It's the only way you can actually tell. You have to have information which is uh, completely objective and can be checked in public records. It can't be subjective synchronicity. It can't be just because um, I had an intuition or something like that. Who else can check that? It may mean something to me, but how is a statistical scientist going to double-check that?
1: We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast, the fantastic... Timothy P. Smith, and he's got this great book, The Chamberlain Key, Unlocking the God Code to Reveal Divine Messages Hidden in the Bible. And he joins us today here on our big broadcast. Now, you mentioned uh, some of this software and technology. Um, Mm -hmm. It is is aiding you in all sorts of discoveries. Tell us about, give us a little bit more details about the special star software that can detect real versus encrypted information. Break that down for us a little bit more.
0: Yeah, so the, the the star software, um, and again, it's available. I believe the site is ancienttextsresearch.org, uh, um, and uh, it's a whole. It, the organization does all kinds of things. They help use data analytics to track down stolen artifacts throughout the world. Um, you know, I think they 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 you know uh, try to organize uh, you know conservation of scrolls with the Israeli Antiquities Authority and. Uh, all sorts of stuff, so they're they're devoted to to that kind of stuff and and they're particularly devoted to finding and recovering. and and this is a this is a good time to make this point. We understand, and we know because through this data analytics that that it's quite clear that some sections of the earliest texts that are the ones we have extant are probably a thousand years old. So like the Leningrad Codex, the oldest complete, of the Hebrew Old Testament is a thousand years old. Of course, you have fragments of dead, from the Dead Sea Scrolls, 200, 300 BC. Um, this software is actually able to import any of these texts, even of uh, a text on a scroll fragment, or from. It can do it in any language. It can do it in Greek, Latin, English, any language, including Hebrew. The algorithms are adaptable, so that it will. Search and, and if the, algor- the algorithms are written in such a way that it can detect intelligent communication via any kind of an encryption method, they use the, they're using the very same methods that they would use to decipher encrypted meshe- message you know, when they're trying to intercept communications from terrorists around the world or from a foreign government or something like that. It's the same messages. And um, the the same techniques, because they can't—you know—they have to have a system that they know when something's encrypted. And that kind of science is getting pretty advanced these days. And so they've taken the same techniques; they've used that. It also helps them understand which sections of the text are probably the most pristine, the most perfect, through pattern recognition and other ways. They can tell. So, uh, and the interesting thing about that is, is that. It seems to be perfectly consistent. The, the, the data analytics is coming back, and it's perfectly consistent with what biblical scholars already believe through comparative ancient comparative studies is saying the same thing. Uh, which which sections of the text? So, we are looking for the whole. This is all. This is turned into a hunt for a earlier. Text complete text of, for instance, the Torah that predates all others that exist, and the most remarkable uh, encryptions seem to be pointing to the exact location where we're to find that.
1: We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on iHeartRadio and AMFM two four seven dot com, having a tremendous time talking with the author of the Chamberlain Key, Timothy P. Smith. He's with us today here on our big broadcast now. Um. There's there's a lot that is going on uh, with this subject. I know that a lot of folks would, would would ask. One of the questions would be, why would things be encrypted in the Bible? Uh, can you give us a little bit of a history as, as a way th- how they protected it and different things like that?
0: Right. It, yeah. It's, it's interesting that, for instance, the Torah. Okay, which is the first five books. You know, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Numbers. Yes. Um. Uh, this has always been since since the middle ages we have records of scholars Torah scholars Hebrew scholars saying emphatically that this was done um in the same for the very same reason that information is encrypted you know in ourselves it's just impossible, but they understood that above all else they needed to protect it and preserve it above all else uh there's so many cases where you know um, persecution in, 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 a, in a, uh, an area where you know the Jewish people are living, and you know the rabbi or the rabbi's son is, is fleeing a, a village, and the only thing that they can carry out is the Torah scrolls. They knew that there was something wondrous and um, about the, these original things. The, the scribes, the, the Masoretic scribes throughout history, starting in like the. You know, even the uh, you know the first century B.C. always understood that they needed to copy the early text, letter for letter for letter for perfect. It doesn't mean that w- that they are absolutely perfect letter sequence today, but they certainly got many sections of them absolutely perfect. And it's and it's in those sections that we find compacted the most intelligent uh, information, and um, and so you know this is something that. Uh, people have always known, it's also very interesting that, that the reason there was so much excitement with the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls, the reason that um, uh, you know the Aleppo Codex, when it was smuggled into Israel, was complete. It was even older than the uh, Leningrad Codex. And unfortunately, the Israeli government confiscated the Torah section. It's actually known in circles and especially in the circles that I operate in and many other, some other people do, it is well known by governments and by uh, individuals that there is something completely remarkable about these ancient biblical texts and the struggle to find the earliest ones. And sometimes when they're discovered to hide them or confiscate them is enough to tell. One of the great books that really enlightens people about this is by Maddie Freeman and, Associated Press Journalist, the Aleppo Codex, which used to be the oldest complete manuscript. If you want to get a good idea of how much skullduggery, intrigue, and um, you know, desperate fascination that governments and intelligence, intelligence agencies have with these early biblical texts, you read the Aleppo Codex, it'll give you a taste of it.
1: It is a fantastic guest with us today here on our AMFM 247com dot com broadcast and also iHeartRadio. Timothy P. Smith with us today here on our program and uh, uh Timothy, this this book is is absolutely, absolutely amazing. What's next for you as an author?
0: Um, well, there's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a follow up book. Um and, um, and of course we have the, you know, we're already filming the documentary, so I'll be all over the world and in, in, in the next year we'll be in Europe, Italy, Spain, Jerusalem, uh, all over the world filming the, uh, the documentary. Um, you know, they'll be, they'll really be tagging along, uh, the, the, uh, filmmakers and the, uh, and the, uh, photographers will be tagging along because I don't want to waste any time. I've got a lot of places to go and, uh, a lot of things to do and, um, you know, you know <laughs> the, the accusation of, you know, grave robber and a treasure hunter, it's kind of true, but we, 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 uh, we work within the law and we work within the antiquities. Of, you know, when it comes to digging and opening something up, we work with all the antiquities uh, groups to make sure we're doing everything legally. Um, and uh, so there will be another, be a follow-up book. I'm not sure when it will be uh, released. And so it's nonstop. I mean, this is my life. Uh, this is uh, this is my passion. This is my life. It's one of the most exciting things that I think anyone could imagine.
1: It is an amazing, amazing author. He joins us today, Timothy P. Smith. He joins us here on our big broadcast. Now, uh, uh, before we let you go, tell us about this discovery, this uh, the, 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 this Rocchio Madonna. Tell us a little bit about all this.
0: Yeah, Rocia Madonna. Yes, yes, Okay. Indeed. Yeah, Rocia Madonna. So the Rosia Madonna is probably one of the worlds, particularly in Spain, absolutely in Spain, the, the, the most well-noted and important representation of the Virgin Mary um, uh, in Spain. A million people, I don't know if you've ever, your listeners have ever heard of Marian devotion, these devotional sites where uh, there's either a statue of the Virgin Mary or some kind of um, iconographic representation of the Virgin Mary. The most famous one in in of these in, in, in the Americas is, is, of course, the Virgin of Guadalupe, and uh, in Mexico, uh, where millions and millions of people um, come during usually a pilgrimage time uh, uh, to um, uh, to uh, revere uh, yes. you know the Virgin Mary in these things. And so, in southern Spain, in in El Rocio, Spain is the, uh, at this particular one, so there was information, one of the shocking things in the text was there was information encrypted uh, in the text of all things about this, uh, very specifically perfect Hebrew spelling, uh, Rosia Madonna, encrypted in the text in that same section, uh, in 30th Genesis, um, a, uh, a depiction of the Virgin Mary. So, of course, we had to go there. There's a secret fraternal brotherhood who maintains the records and archives having to do with all the history um, of uh, the Rosia Madonna going back to, like, the, the 8th century AD. And uh, we had to try to convince them, and they didn't let anyone into their archives, to we showed them the encryption that was in, in the Book of Genesis and we negotiated for days and days. Um, and finally, they let us into their archives where, of course, we made stunning discoveries. And so you can read about that in the book. And as it turned out, um, the information that we uncovered there, uh, um, how do I put this? Well, we found a map. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> okay. The map, yeah, yeah. So, and and the map, you know, uh, to say that it leads back, the, the map was at a location in Jerusalem. Wow. And uh, where something... Um, has been preserved and protected for a long, long time.
1: Wow. It is amazing. We've got a great guest of this today. He joins us live. Now, uh, before we let you go, Timothy, how do we find you online, pick up the books, all that?
0: Yeah, so, uh, you know, chamberlainkey.com, um, uh, you can go, and there's all kinds of added information there uh... there's we've written several other articles to sort of broaden we knew people would have certain questions just like you've asked me today so there's articles there and all kinds of links to other publications and everything to people who really want to dive into it so it's the chamberlainkey.com and um... and the books the Chamberlain Key is simply available everywhere I mean, you know walmart barnes and noble amazon uh... your local bookstore it's nice to go to your uh... you know local bookstore have a great cup of coffee or something and, uh, you know, pick up the book there so it's available everywhere.
1: Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on iHeartRadio.
0: Thank you very much. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Appreciate it, my friend. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day. That, of course, via Skype audio, the fabulous Timothy P. Smith, a noted appraiser, conservator of artifacts and antiquities. His first book is available right now, The Chamberlain Key, Unlocking the God Code to Reveal, Divine Messages Hidden in the Bible. And that is going to do that for this segment. We are going to take a brief time out.